welcome to the SK Strength Show, where I try to help you make sense of all things health, fitness, and performance. This podcast is for people who want their exercise and nutrition choices to enhance their life, not consume it. If you're looking for coaching, then you can inquire through the link in the description or by heading to SK Strength on either Facebook or Instagram. So, hope you enjoy this episode and we'll get right into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the SK Strength Show. And today's topic is going to be about making exercise more manageable. So, obviously, New Year rush with January and all of that. So, I'm sure lots of you have taken on some extra activity, extra exercise. Maybe you've started some new habits diet-wise or general activity-wise, getting your steps up, that sort of thing. Um, And potentially, you've bitten off a little bit more than you can chew, as we do sometimes when our motivation is at a very high level. We tend to think that we can do a little bit more than we actually can sustain over a longer period. And with exercise, I think a lot of people underestimate how far you can get without necessarily needing to do a ton of exercise or you know push yourself ridiculously hard to do it and I think that a lot of you could probably get just as great results for what you're looking for with actually maybe a little bit less exercise or even just not pushing yourself to the brink of exhaustion every time you try and go for a run or go to the gym or whatever it is um and there's you know there's a few reasons why people do that i've been speaking to a lot of people about it recently and it's it's often where i think if you've not been particularly consistent with exercise or you find it hard to get into that routine then it can be difficult to hold yourself back on the times where you do actually get some exercise in because you think well if if i don't often feel like doing exercise and today I really feel like doing it then I need to make the most of it um, and push myself really really hard otherwise you know I don't know when I'm next gonna get in and do it and I see where that thought and that logic sort of comes from but long term we want you to be as active as possible throughout the whole week so if you kill yourself every time you do a session it just doesn't support us staying active for the rest of the week and actually although yes maybe you'll get a bit more of a training stimulus from pushing yourself really hard in that session is it going to lead to more results long term I don't necessarily think so I think you should I think pushing yourself is good and you it's definitely something we should strive to be able to do and learn how to do but also to some degree you have to earn the right to push yourself very hard in your sessions because if you're starting from very little then you just don't have the fitness or the um, I guess the capability of pushing yourself because your body can't really handle it so if you're super super sore after a session that is your body telling you that we are not equipped for this or 
we don't have the facilities for this big man if you get that reference um then you get an extra point so the first i'm basically going to give you three tips on how you can manage your exercise a bit more carefully so that you can actually enjoy it so the first one is going to be kind of what i've just spoken about there and it's going to be about not making every single session you do a 9 to 10 out of 10 difficulty um and i know you know everyone's always thinking go hard or go home and all that sort of thing um but actually i don't really think that's a a helpful uh, line of thought because um if the option is go hard or go home then quite often you're probably going to go home i would say so actually we want to find some middle ground between that and you will do better long term if you can keep your session rpe or rating of perceived exertion within probably six to eight out of ten um maybe a little bit lower at the start actually and then occasionally pushing it up higher as you get fitter and want to push yourself a bit more and session rpe in its simplest terms is just a rating of how difficult you found the session so we just have a think after we finished our session usually best to leave it a little bit of time rather than doing it straight after because if you do it straight after then it you know your judgment's sort of clouded by what you just did and you don't necessarily see the session as a as a whole um you know say for example you finish with um like quite a, a difficult exercise or a difficult circuit or something like that but actually the rest of the session was very manageable if you rate it straight after that you're like oh god that was really really difficult but actually if you lift it half an hour you and look at the totality of the session you're like actually no that was probably a a 7 out of 10 in total or something like that so while it's tempting to think that you've got to push it to that 9 or 10 out of 10 to get the the maximum benefits it's not really the case because like i say if you push it to that level and it then significantly impacts the rest of your week then what does your cumulative training stress um, look like over that week if you've pushed yourself that hard that that's the only session you get done that week because you're too sore on your other training days and then you know it's the weekend and you've got a, got plans over the weekend so you were you were never going to train then then you've only got one session in when actually if you held back a bit maybe you'd have got two three four sessions in something like that um, and we tend to see a bit of a, a plateau in the additional benefit from this increased sort of difficulty um and after we get past that sort of eight out of ten it's not like it kind of linearly you know from a seven to an eight is just as much better as a eight to a nine and all of that we tend to see going from that eight up to the ten you still get a little bit more uh stimulus or training stress whatever you want to call it but you also get a lot more fatigue. So the fatigue tends to be a bit more of this sort of, um, oh, what's the word? Oh, that's really, when, when it um, 
not increases linearly, but exponential increase. That's what I wanted to say. That's a great word, exponential. So by that, I mean the increase in fatigue from seven to eight compared to eight to nine. I would say eight to nine is probably going to increase the fatigue a lot more than seven to eight. So you can kind of see what I'm getting at here is that the, the extra benefit is probably outweighed by the extra cost, particularly when you're first starting out and you're not particularly fit, not particularly adapted to the training that you're wanting to do. Um, you know, if you go and run an all out 5k when that's, you know, about your sort of max distance as it is already, that's going to just wipe you out. Whereas if you run an all out 5k and you've been running for a while and you, you know, you normally do sort of ultra marathons like, uh, my sister does, then an all out 5k will feel tough because it's all out, but it's not going to wipe you out in the same way. So learning to push yourself to the correct degree will allow you to accumulate more exercise each week, which is going to benefit you so much more than just a couple of really, really difficult workouts. Because if we're able to, so if you think of it over the span of a year, if somebody is able to push themselves to a manageable amount and get in three sessions a week, let's say. Let's let's let them miss two weeks out of uh, illness and injury or holiday or whatever, just to make the the maths really easy for me. So that's a hundred and fifty sessions throughout a year. So fifty weeks, three times a week, hundred and fifty. And then let's take the example of somebody who just pushes themselves way too hard most of the time so most of they're getting one maybe two sessions in a week or so let's even say on the positive end like give them benefit of the doubt that they get an average of two sessions in a week well that still equates over a year to 50 less sessions overall and you know feel like it's quite clear what the what the outcome probably <laughs> probably is there I don't think I really need to spell that one out so a good example of this I think with running it's quite a, a good one to relate it to because everybody pushes themselves too hard when they run um don't know if it's because I think pacing yourself when running is really difficult and um most of the time people just want it to be over I think especially if you like doing a loop and like running back home it's quite tempting just to run quicker so you can just get over with um so instead of two very difficult runs per week and nothing else so you're doing like a nine out of ten run a couple of times a week that sort of wipes you out for the rest of the week you could do two to three challenging runs or maybe two challenging runs and an easy run so like six to seven rp and then an easy one of like three to four running rp is a little bit different to to lifting um or two challenging runs alongside two long walks to begin with and then what is challenging and what is easy changes as you get fitter so as you get fitter those two easy long walks may become too easy short runs sort of thing and yeah so that's all on the on the session difficulty side of things 
So we're going to get on to the, the second one. I just paused this so that I could have a sip of coffee and it's um, some cookies and cream coffee that my brother bought me for Christmas that I don't didn't really like when I tried it and then I so I tried it with sugar in so I decided I'd, and it was always way too sweet and just nah. So I thought I'd try it without sugar in um, and it's still not very good unfortunately so Jacob if you're listening to this I'm really sorry but I, this is the last time I'm trying it I'm not doing it again um, so tip number two is gradually increase your workload so the perfect example of this is couch to 5k um, because it does a really really good job of slowly easing you into the exercise and building that workload up slowly so if you find a week you know really tough it tells you to repeat that week and it just slowly builds you up to this this end goal of the 5k and as shown by the all sorts of different people that do it and do it fairly successfully it is a really good way for even people that are not particularly um predisposed to to being like good at running or anything like that can actually show them a pathway into enjoying running like there's plenty of people that do couch to 5k and learn that they don't need to run really fast all the time or they don't need to do a 5k in x amount of time to be a runner and i think that's great because if that same person was to go out and just try and do it themselves and just try and do run as far as they can or as fast as they can every time they are just going to burn themselves out and they're just going to feel really really shit about how they're doing whereas gradually increasing your workload allows you to build up positive momentum and stack wins on top of each other so with it, with it gradually getting harder it but it, it gets harder at, at your pace you only progress when you are ready to progress so that means you can continue having challenging but rewarding good runs and it's the same principle you should apply to any exercise that you take part in um if you've never lifted weights before don't try some workout you saw someone that's been lifting all their life do on instagram if you've not been on your bike for months don't try and beat your personal best that you set at the peak of your training five years ago and if you've just done couch to 5k don't try to run a marathon next week obviously extreme examples but the point still remains you want to take your time slowly small increments really do stack up and that's actually the only way you're going to make progress the only people that make these massive massive jumps in performance are either complete beginners or just genetic freaks that are predis predisposed to being very very good at the activity that they're doing and that is not most of us it's just as simple as that i'm afraid um and if you think of it like this i mean it's just a really simple way of looking at it but imagine if you were 
you know, squats were one of the things that you train in the gym. Do you think you could increase the weight that you squat with by two and a half kilos in a month? Yeah, that's a pretty uh, modest increase. Most people will be able to do that, um, provided they're following a fairly decent program and that's something that they want to do is increase the weight. Two and a half kilos, not too much to do in a month. Well, over a year, that adds up to 30 kilos more in a year. And that does sound like quite a lot of weight, doesn't it? So, again, it's about the long-term consistency, sticking at it, and being happy to take the small wins, the small increases. We don't need to smash your personal best by tons like if you just beat it even by a little bit that's still you're better than last time um i think i see this in the gym all the time where people don't want to use the little 1.25 plates when they're increasing their weight and it's like you can't feasibly expect to be you know they always want to put an extra five on each side it's like you can't expect to be 10 kilos stronger than you were last week forever and actually even at the start, most people don't need to increase it by that much each week. Um, you're just setting yourself up for failure, or at least failure in your head, because you're not allowing yourself to take the win that's there. You're trying to take on more than you can handle. And that leaves you spinning your wheels, putting the same, same weight on the bar over and over again, until eventually you take my advice and you go, let's just put these little... 1.25s on and then you do it it's a little bit heavier but you can do it and then you do that for a little bit and then you go right let's change those 1.25s to a two and a half and etc 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 and then before you know it, you are putting those extra fives on but if you never take those smaller steps then you can't take the big ones okay that is all for that second one so my third tip for this is about setting weekly minimums or daily minimums depending on what the target is and so this is like you know it's kind of like I think I've spoken before about sort of having ceiling floor targets where we set an optimal goal and a sort of minimum acceptable goal and if you do feel like you've sort of bitten off more than you can chew at the moment it doesn't mean you have to it's not either do this this standard that you can't hit all the time or do nothing. Like you've always got to find the middle ground that is sustainable. And this is what setting this sort of range target is really helpful for. So if you set a minimum acceptable standard for yourself, this should be something that is very achievable unless for, you know, exceptional circumstances like if you have obviously you have some if you have some major life thing come up that completely throws everything off then you know sometimes these things go out the window but if it's just a generally normal life week but just one of those really busy ones where everything's getting on top of you then this is the the minimum you expect of yourself so if for example you started off going to the gym four times a week 
and you're finding it really difficult to keep that up and you feel like you've failed if you only get three sessions in, well, let's change that goal of four times a week into two to four times a week. And then any sessions that you can't get in for, you replace with a quick walk or trying to just you know get your steps up a bit more on that day than you otherwise would. Well, now all of a sudden, rather than failing when you get two or three sessions in, actually that still falls within my acceptable range. So it's again about stacking wins and positive momentum on top of each other. Um, and now, and this upper limit that you set, so I've talked about the minimum there, but the upper limit you set should be a bit of a challenge and something that like slightly excites slash scares you that you're not a hundred percent sure that you can keep up because that's the point. It should push you. So we've got that range to allow you to push yourself on good weeks and allow you to be kind to yourself on not so good weeks. So I wouldn't expect you to hit that upper limit all the time. Um, and actually, if you continued to hit that upper limit all the time, I'd be like, well, could we could we potentially be pushing ourselves a little bit more? Or are you just having a very, very good week, month, uh, year? Um, so those are all three of the, uh, of the tips that I have for you. So quick overview of them. Don't make every session a 9 or 10 out of 10 difficulty. Hold back a little bit. Don't go hard or go home. Go somewhere in the middle. Number two, gradually increase your workload from the start point that you're at. Don't try and be a hero three sessions in, four sessions in. Take your time. The point is to be doing this for the rest of your life, hopefully. So we've got all the time in the world to make the progress. So gradually increase it from week to week, month to month. No need to try and run a marathon when you just run a 5K. And then the last tip, set weekly minimums or range targets or ceiling and floor targets, whatever you want to call them. Give yourself a lower and an upper limit of acceptable standards for the week whether that is for gym sessions steps uh if it's not even about exercise if it's fruit and veg count protein targets calorie targets whatever it is set yourself a range allow yourself afford yourself a bit more flexibility and that is everything so thank you for listening if you got this far make sure to subscribe for more of these every week um i'm going to start doing two of these a week I think is is my new my new thing for this year so gonna be asking for sort of opinions on topics and stuff like that on my Instagram so if you want to have your say or give me some (laughs) topics to talk about I'm always happy to um, have my uh, my planning done for me if you've got any ideas then go follow me on Instagram at skstrength and let me know. But other than that, if you've got inquiries about coaching, links in the description as always, and I will see you next time.